cafe. Anyway, here we are. Okay. Mike's Daily Podcast. FF episode 2596. Welcome to Mike's Daily Podcast here on 2596. Mike's Daily Podcast. That's the number of FFF episodes I've done for this show called Mike's Daily Podcast. It's something that I do, and I use a lot of ballast to keep it grounded and so it won't tip over. And it won't be floundering in the beginning song like it just did. Mike's Daily Podcast. Ballast. That's the thing I was trying to say. That's that thing that they got in the ships. Mike's. So they don't tip over. Daily. And capsize. Podcast. I have a very large capsize. Yeah. I have a large cabeza. Very big head. So... It's good. And you can see how huge my cabeza is in the podcast picture from yesterday. The podcast yesterday was called Change. If I could change the world. That was one of the songs that they were singing at the library. When my lovely lady friend and I went to the Earth Day performance. I think it was the Jack Henry Band. We were talking about them last podcast. And they did a great thing where they performed the down under the song down under by men at work and turned it into a 15 minute jam and everybody got to use these little percussion instruments that were handed to them by members of the band and it was rather fun but eric clapton yes sang change the world with Babyface," and then there was that song by Lisa Stansfield. Do you remember that one? If I could change the world. It's almost the exact same lyrics, but did not was not the big hit that Eric Clapton had. But it was still a pretty big song. If you look in the early 90s, you'll find that particular tune. Cause if I You know what we're looking at now? We're looking at the podcast picture. And here's today's podcast picture. This beautiful, green, lush landscape that you see is actually in the middle of Podcaster Valley in downtown near the library in this beautiful area by the creek, the San Lorenzo Creek, I think. And it's got all this natural wildlife growing there. And you can walk along that nice little bit of... It was renovated about 10 years ago to kind of make it more uh, ecologically friendly and with native plants from Podcastro Valley. And I walked along this route with the late great Basil the Boxer eons ago. It's a nice little walk. And it's fun to do on a big day like Earth Day. And so far the plants... Oh yeah, we got free plants. When we went to this Earth Day event I believe they're called Forester Without the E at the end Because that's what you do Like with things like Tumblr You drop the last E And other things I can't think of at the moment But you know That they drop the final E In a lot of stuff Or that was the thing to do 10 years ago But they built this library About 10, 12 
12, 13 years ago. And now they have these Earth Day events every year. And they give you free plants, free seedlings and such that they have rescued this group Forester. And so we're trying to plant tomatoes and Swiss chard and some squash. We'll see what happens. I'll keep you posted. See that picture at mikesdailypodcast.com. Tomorrow, maybe you're listening to this on the 25th. It's National Telephone Day. Oh, and speaking of squash, it's National Zucchini Bread Day. No, not Zucchini Day. Zucchini Bread. I've never made that. I'd rather have the zucchini, but... It's also people... People appreciate this. That were inside the building that I was at when I picked up those seedlings and young plants. Next to the library. It's National Library Workers Day. We don't call them librarians anymore, huh? We call them library workers. That's what the 25th is. And National Hug a Plumber Day. I don't think I need to hug my plumber when I've just paid him $500 to clean the washout from the house to the sewage. But hey, it needs to be done. And it's also National DNA Day. Where would we be in this world? Whenever you watch one of those detective shows and the detective show takes place in the 1960s and they're trying to figure out who did well. Oh, there's some blood on the thing. Well, they didn't have the DNA test then to figure out if it was the same. So they had to find other ways to match up who it was. Oh, it makes things so much easier to do those DNA tests to see who, who is your offspring or not. And that kind of thing. Do you know what else is an interesting thing that you probably didn't know about? And you were like, hey, Mike, thanks for turning my attention to this all of a sudden here at Cafe Anyway. Somewhere in Podcastro Valley, the last place on earth, all these people hanging out and enjoying the fact that the sun stays up later. And they're so happy. Speaking of which, daylight savings. Permanent daylight savings time is bad. Wait, what? It is? Arizona doesn't think it's bad. Oh, but it is bad for radio. This came from something I got from my company that I work for, the radio company I work for. The 118th Congress has turned out to be most eventful for the radio industry. Among the challenges broadcasters are looking at is the prospect of permanent daylight savings time. In early March, both the House and Senate reintroduced their respective versions of the Sunshine Protection Act, which would make daylight savings time permanent. I think my mom, my late mother, would have enjoyed a permanent daylight savings time. But polling is mixed. Many Americans dislike the idea of changing clocks twice a year. Though, AM radio is still an effective and reliable form of broadcasting as we go outside a cafe anyway. Anyway. Where you bring you Mike's Daily Podcast somewhere in Podcastro Valley, the last place on earth. Yes, AM radio. People still use it. There are some car makers that don't want to put AM radios in cars anymore. And there is a huge... 
conglomerate of radio stations that are against that idea. And there are some people that work for the government that are against that idea because AM radio, when everything goes, uh, let's say, bad, (laughs) it can go, some things can go up and it makes it bad. What I'm saying is that AM radio, when everything goes to pot and there's no internet left and you need some way to find out what's going on, AM radio signals can travel much further, go to places that are very remote where FM radio signals cannot. AM radios do this bounce thing where they bounce really high up and they come down and they go in between crevices. It's amazing. It's like Ajax. AM radio goes everywhere you need it to go. Well, when there's an emergency, people can tune to AM radio to find out what's going on. And for some reason, some car makers are not putting them in their cars. And you have Elon Musk who can launch a super, a super, a stupid, stupid, super starship into. Oh, wait, no, they went kaboom. Well, you can. Make an electric car, but he can't seem to find out how to how to make an AM radio work inside of an electric car. Oh, I'm sure if you worked on it a little harder, Elon, you'd figure it out. So, but it does have limitations. AM radio on how the frequency varies between daylight and nighttime hours. When there is sunshine, the light. The sun It actually impedes AM radio signals And then at night If you're still broadcasting At the same power That wall That the sun provides Disappears So suddenly AM signals Can go shooting off Really far And off into the stratosphere And actually out into space uh, Mr. Wolfman Jack His voice is still bouncing around The cosmos The cosmos With Carl Sagan And the radio signals They broadcast Across the cosmos And then That's why they need uh, To reduce the transmitter power So the AM radio signal doesn't go flying off into the cosmos, as Carl Sagan would say. You will travel into the incredible universe. So if daylight savings time were to become permanent, nearly 70% of, well, this particular radio station's, this radio company's portfolio, and upwards of 750 more or so who broadcast on the AM band would be directly and measurably impacted. The bill would severely affect the crucial morning drive day part, one of the most significant parts of any radio station. Permanent daylight savings time would be a major blow. That being because certain times of the year, you would have the the morning shift would be in darkness, and the radius the AM radios would still have to be on lower frequency. So. Uh, lower power rather Anyway Cafe anyway This interesting piece of news That you may not know Affected a huge chunk of the media world Hey Mar- uh, Marshall Tucker Carlson band Got fired today 
or he he parted ways with Fox and got a huge severance check. And there's all kinds of news coming out about him. Oh yes, what what kind of news that maybe you didn't know? But my lovely lady friend sent me a little article about the front panel will close automatically. Please remain seated. And NPR ran a story on this. I just didn't like the way he he looked at the camera. And he was like squinting and being condescending. I didn't. So. But if you get offended, that's the way the cookie crumbles. No. <laughs> Carlson had signed off on Friday's show by wishing viewers the best weekend, telling them he'd be back on Monday. Well, that didn't happen. It had to do in part with Dominion voting system suing Fox. Over segments promoting bogus claims that election fraud cheated President Donald Trump of victory in 2020. Marshall Tucker Band Carlson heard it in a love song. He was featured in the Dominion Voting Systems lawsuit, yet he is also the focus of a lawsuit from his former senior booking producer, Abby Grossberg, who filed two separate suits. In a lawsuit filed in the Southern District of New York, Grossberg accused Carlson and Fox of sexism and harassment, alleging that his show's workplace was replete with examples of misogyny. Her lawsuit claims, among other things, that mocked-up photographic images depicted then-U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi in a bathing suit, revealing her cleavage, and that staffers were polled on two separate occasions on which of two female candidates for Michigan governor people would rather have relations with. Tucker Carlson's departure from Fox News is in part an admission of the systematic of the systemic lying, bullying, and conspiracy mongering claimed by our client. That would be Grossberg's lawyer said in a statement this afternoon. Mr. Carlson and his subordinates remain individual defendants in this case. In this New York case And we are looking forward to taking their depositions Under oath In the very near future Fox also booted Senior executive producer Of Carlson's show Justin Wells Who also is named as a defendant In the lawsuit Grossberg's other lawsuit Filed in Delaware Focuses on the actions of Fox's legal team She says the attorneys Pressured her to lie In her sworn statement For the defamation case about what she witnessed at the network. Fox vigorously denied the accusations against its lawyers. It fired Grossberg after she filed her suits, alleging that she disclosed privileged information amid the defamation litigation that she was not legally entitled to make public. Wow. And it goes on. So, yes... Carlson was by far the network's most prominent personality, stepping in smoothly to replace former star <laughs> Bill O'Reilly. And he had a series of sexual harassment allegations that forced his departure. He has denied those allegations, those accusations. And 
Despite his shocking departure, Carlson had endured more controversies than most cable news stars could hope to survive professionally. In 2020, his top writer was forced out after it was discovered that he had posted racist, sexist, and homophobic commentaries. And then according to the Daily Dot, one of Carlson's staffers had the habit of liking posts from VDARE, a site for white nationalists. This happened last month. There you go. Okay, outside a cafe anyway, somewhere in Podcastro Valley, the last place on earth. Look who is here. Holy Matthews is killing too hard to give chef supervisor. I don't watch Fox News. Oh, you don't? You don't watch uh, Fox News because of the controversy going on behind the scenes? The succession-like controversy? What's that? Succession. It's a show. I don't know what that is either, Mike Matthews. I don't watch anything. I'm just here in the gift shop all the time selling snow globes. You know, now that you mention it, snow globes are fun to watch. I know. Right? Right. I know, right? Yes, I know. Right. Right? Yes. Snow globes. Yes. Fun to watch. Look who else is here. Oh, Mike, this is Floyd the Floorman. And this is John Deere, the engineer, Mike. Yes, this is all very fascinating about AM radio waves <laughs> into space. Yes, they do. They go off into space and they, they fly out into the FM signals. Don't do that. Yes. That's true, Mike Matthews. Yes. 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 And tomorrow is a zucchini day. <laughs> Oh, so exciting. Okay. One last exciting thing I'd like to impart to you. This I got sent to me at work. And it was a press release. So we always find press releases fascinating, don't we? And this came from a press release type company. And they, they mentioned that an explorer from Japan has picked Sausalito to construct a boat entirely from reeds. Yes, Jim Ishikawa. He is doing a reed boat launch and it's happening May 6th. So two days after the Star Wars Day, may the fourth be with you. It's going to be happening in Sausalito at the Galilee Harbor Community Association. Um, they are thrilled to host internationally known boat builder Jim Ishikawa between April 18th. So it's going on right now through May 6th. He is crafting a 30 foot vessel entirely from California Thule reeds. Tool reeds. Thule reeds, I think is the pronunciation that I'm looking for. Construction will be visible from the harbor's public path for all to enjoy. Upon its launch, May 6th, the boat will conduct sea trials on, San, on the San Francisco Bay in preparation for a future larger vessel intended to sail from here to Hawaii. It will be the culmination of Ishikawa's expedition Amana project, which explores humankind's connection to the world's oceans through the use of sustainable materials and techniques. Galilee Harbor is a liveaboard community of maritime workers and artists. 
and it's no stranger to boat building. The group's annual Maritime Day celebration held on the first Saturday in August has been a local institution for more than 40 years. This came from Violet Deo. Jim Ishikawa's Reed Boat will be launched May 6th at 1 p.m. And there's going to be live music, food and drinks beforehand. Cool. I don't know if they're going to have uh, live music from the Jack Henry band, but that would be cool because then you, they give you little percussion instruments and you can play along with the Australian bands like the wonderful Minute Work, which I did over the weekend. Hmm? What? I got slightly confused there. But yes, that's what happens. If I could change the world, I would offer you more exciting podcast stuff. But I have to end it here, everybody. You can call me. Oh, somebody called me. Yes. I should let me. Okay. We're going to do that in the segment. Emails from email and your calm and not so calm. Ouch. Right here. Oh, my God. Okay, here we go. This is a call that I got today. You can call me as well. The phone number is 510-228-4640. That's 510 area code. That's where we are in Podcaster Valley. 228-4640. Let's listen to this call right now. Here it goes. Right now. Hey, Mike. It's me and the... Stairway. Stairway man. Stairway to heaven, dude. Marshall Tucker band. Marshall Tucker Carlson. He's out of the job. Talk to you later, Mike. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Leave a message like that guy did. And with more ways to reach me, it's safer. Mike's TV podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.